0: Episode three of Yellow Jackets Digestive is over, but we are just getting started talking about it here on Post Show Recaps. We will be here every week recapping every episode of season two as soon as it hits streaming and on demand on Fridays. You can get commercial free versions of this podcast when you sign up at patreon.com slash post show recaps at any level. That's patreon.com slash post show recaps at any level for ad free versions of the Yellow Jackets podcasts. You can also make sure you're subscribed to all the amazing coverage that Post Show Recaps offers by visiting postshowrecaps.com slash subscribe. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-hosts on our road trip to Colonial Williamsburg to churn some butter, baby. Grace and Josh, how are you both?
1: Oh my gosh. Grace, I feel like this all the time. I could have been strawberry jam.
2: (laughs) Who drank all the Fanta, though, is what I want to know.
1: Yeah. I could have been strawberry. strawberry. That was the moment. That was the moment. I could have been a strawberry jam kind of podcaster.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Instead, you are.
1: I'm like a, it's like a, like a, probably like a, I mean, I guess I'm a grape, grape jam.
0: I'm a grape,
2: grape
1: jam. Yeah, grape jam podcaster. I don't really
2: like jam. So,
1: yeah, uh, great jams this week on Yellow Jackets. <laughs> huh? segue. Uh, quite the digestive that we uh, that we got here. Yes. And we're
2: all digesting the cannibalism from uh-huh. last episode. We're trying to mm-hmm. see how it. There's a lot yeah. of theories about, uh, was it for you that cannibalism uh, is not good for your brain? Uh, very common that people get very sick after cannibalism. Uh, I don't know if there's signs of it cuz it feels like they were already long gone before they ate Jackie. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, well what's interesting no. is it's like coach Ben is the one who's tripping out uh, yeah, that's and he's true. the only he's oh, the whole Yeah, I guess starvation will do that to you yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can I, I tell you it's... what I
1: don't love? Here's what? something I don't love just to get right into this. I don't love seeing coach Ben having like these alternate universe hallucinations where he's looking at soup. Um I don't like the idea of that oh. because I feel like uh, we also heard like between like Crystal and Misty, like your soup idea was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Coach Ben is going to be oh a soup. no, it's going to be turned into a funky chowder a sandwich, right? He's about to be a soup. <laughs> by the curse of rules
2: i think yeah. uh i heard ben, he's a big fan of uh of your podcasting with kevin So everything is uh, No, i'm soup. every ben is super i don't like this
1: <laughs> i think coach ben's gonna get turned into a soup here pretty soon uh and i was really half expecting it to be like when travis pokes in on him in this episode he's like man this is a weird uh, yeah. baby shower am i right I was waiting
0: for Ben's eyes to just not close after they looked at Travis because that's usually how it happens on TV: is people's eyes just stay open when they die, and I really thought that was about to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he dies of starvation, although now he has a bunch of potentially poisoned birds to feed him. So,
1: yeah, we're about to eat the poisoned birds. I feel like they're like ah, oh, you know what? I don't want to do a poisoned bird. Like after you eat all of Jackie, I feel like you're like did, uh, standards.
2: I well, yeah. I did like they were all like we're very full, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we don't need full? To eat today. Yeah, we're full. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, this bird as the, yeah. the leading uh, one of the podcasters that podcast is about the amazing German uh, show Dark.
2: Yeah, I was just oh, uh, which also
0: features birds just dropping out of the sky unexpectedly um what do you make of this i don't want to spoil dark i don't think this is a a
2: dark spoiler but uh the the, dead birds means there's been time travel that's been happening on dark Mm. basically so Mm. you know i feel like uh my my window my theory of like is time travel on the show possible opened just a smidge again
0: this week
1: Mm. certainly possible interesting interesting
0: Um, Should I get into the quick plot recap before we dive into breaking down all these storylines? Yeah,
1: let's figure out what happened here. Let's reset the table.
0: Season 2, Episode 3, Digestive. It's the morning after the big feast, and the girls have a bit of a Jackie hangover. Nat is off to the plane to leave Jackie's remains until the ground thaws, and they can bury her. The other girls try to cheer up Shawna by throwing her a baby shower, complete with a pee-pee-teepee and a monologue by Misty from Steel Magnolias. Coach Ben is still starving and hallucinating what his life would have been like if he had stayed with Paul. Ty's alter ego tells Van about the eyeless man and leads them directly to the symbol carved on a tree, which Lottie has also drawn on a baby blanket for Shauna to protect the baby. In present day, Jeff is still reeling from the news of his wife's infidelity and decides that the best way to not be boring is by taking a spontaneous road trip to Colonial Williamsburg to churn some butter. They immediately get carjacked, but Shauna steals the man's gun. Shauna later returns to the chop shop and waxes poetically about how difficult it is to peel back human skin. Seems like Shauna and Jeff have very different ideas on what fun looks like. Simone is in a coma in the hospital and Ty's alter ego appears in a mirror telling her to find Van. Ty rushes out of the hospital attempting to call Jessica Roberts who, oops, Misty killed last season. Speaking of Misty, she finally teams up with fellow citizen detective Walter to try and track down Nat. The man they're interviewing is none other than Randy Walsh, who mentions a group dressed in all purple, and that's enough of a lead for the dynamic duo to pull an address, road trip to the cult compound. Nat is still at Lottie's cult compound, participating in big circle share sessions, and getting a look at Lottie's bees. Lottie loves her queen bee, who will sting all unborn queens to death, because it is simply what has to be done, and so they don't all starve. Back in 1996, birds fall from the sky onto the cabin, and a white moose shows up near the plane. Was Snacky a sacrifice the wilderness demanded in order to provide the Yellowjackets with sustenance to sustain them through the harsh Canadian winter? Maybe we'll find out next time. For now, that's season two, episode three of Yellowjackets.
1: Yeah. Uh, what does it's, remember when all of the when all of the, the the bees were dead, but then they weren't dead? What's going on? The, the queen bee was not a. Ah, uh, the whole beehive situation was very strange to me in this episode.
2: The blood in the in the hive. There's blood in the hive. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it a sign? I
1: feel yeah. like there's
2: a lot of signs. There's a lot of signs this episode. Very like, sign heavy mute. episode. And then yeah, yeah the there's blood in the in the hive i feel like this is like we gotta we gotta root out is there a traitor amongst us the white moose
1: means that natalie is the actual heir to the iron throne right isn't Mm -hmm. that how that works out (laughs) i do i do think there is significance i do think there
0: is significance in the color white though right like even though you would think of it as oh well it's the way a moose can survive because it's adaptable in the winter it's going to be able to hide itself I do think there's something there about Nat being near the thing that is bright white versus the bloodletting that seems to have to be a sacrifice in order to get food for sustenance, right? Like I feel like Lottie especially is very much associated with blood at this point. She's putting her own blood in the tea. We have, um, she's, Her hands are covered. Very um, what is it? Shakespeare vibes of Lady Macbeth, hands in blood, uh, out damn spot, kind of vibes. So, seeing (laughs) seeing
2: a white moose is uh. a sign of good luck in in in, in many indigenous cultures um, oh. is is what the uh, it's potentially there's some significance um, uh, there. I don't have the exact like tribes um, that that would do this, but um, yeah, sign of good luck.
1: Uh, is it um... good luck to shoot at the moose and miss <laughs> well... and then enrage the moose so hard that it then charges your plane and tries to break your plane?
2: I mean, they try to kill each other, so call it even now. Yeah, yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's why
2: she had good luck. She saw it and then she tried to kill it. It luckily did not kill her because yeah, she had so much Yeah, because moose good are luck.
0: dangerous, right? As, the, as a Canadian, Greece, all I've heard is moose are dangerous.
2: Yeah. I love moose. Moose might be my favorite animal. I will never not be amazed when I see one because they're so freaking huge. So they're yeah, they're dangerous. Humongous. They're so dangerous. Mostly if you hit that, like if you hit them in your car, like not good scenario for you, but yeah, you just steer clear of them and just watch them from a distance. Uh, there's a, there's a road in Canada, in Ontario through this like major park. And it's, it's very fun when you like see a string of cars on the side of the road. up you like, Oh yeah, we're getting a moose sighting today, baby. Yeah, and I pull was over and everybody's looking at the
1: moose. I was, yeah uh I was uh on the West Coast a few months ago on a road trip and I was like backed up in traffic. I was like, this is a place where there's traffic? Well, this shouldn't be like a tra- oh my God. There's a yeah. whole small army. Of meese, meese, it's moose, great. or is it just moose all the way just through? Moose. It's just moose. It's moose all the way. Which is
0: weird because goose is geese, yeah but moose isn't meese.
1: Yes. uh yeah. So I wonder what the moose, what the white moose is going to be. But I love that we have like another thing I love on that. the board, yeah. right? And so like, of course, the moose with its antlers. And it's smiling upon Natalie and now is like Natalie showing up as an unexpected antler queen contender and things like that. So I don't know. Uh, But I felt like this episode was in many ways, a much chiller affair than I would have expected considering they all just ate their dead friend.
0: Well, now they're a little bit more relaxed because they have food in their tummies. So it's not Mm -hmm. as much of a, dire situation at least for most of them
1: uh like Thaisa wakes up the next day she's like oh my god something came here and just ate Jackie what's going on and Van's like you ate Jackie you, you, you ate, Jackie ate her face. you ate her
0: face you were with of me all last... the things Van should say you ate her face is not you, one of the you things you ate her
1: face like this is what you say to calm your friend down it's, you ate her face it's it was us we did this uh, I would be puking my guts out too. But I feel like everyone is feeling like uh, you know, real. Like there's like certainly certain characters are very shell shocked here. Shauna's very shell shocked. Coach Ben, who did not partake, really shell shocked because he has to know like he saw the future. Uh, like he Desmonded out real hard there. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm soup. I'm soup. I'm next. Um, so but I, I felt like overall the i don't know grace do you agree or disagree that there was like kind of like a like a, a fairly like calm follow up to this hugely climactic thing that happened at the end of episode 2
2: yeah everyone's just trying to like kind of go about their day as if like that can't be you know if that's was a super weird thing we did then we should all act weird but we got i think we should just act kind of normal like that was a good thing that we did a perfectly normal thing so yeah definitely uh definitely chill vibes i think at the uh you know other than Uh, you know, um, Van and Ty, Ty Mm -hmm. once again, and and we get a lot of information, I think like not a ton of information, but also information, you know, Uh, that she's like can acknowledge that it's, it's not, I mean, certainly that she's not Ty when she's, uh, when she's in this Mm -hmm. fugue state and she's referencing the one with no eyes. Um, But uh, yeah, I feel, I feel that for sure that we all just kind of have to play it cool since we, you know, in fact, let's throw a party. Let's have a baby shower.
1: Yeah. Baby shower time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't mind this little bit of a calm down of an episode. I felt like it, it would have been hard for them to maintain the pace they were at after episode two. And I felt like this was a much needed reprieve, I guess, um, where we're still getting. I, I personally think we're still getting a lot more questions, a little bit more of like hints. Right. I felt like specifically the Lottie and Nat scene with the bees talking about the queen bee felt the most important. To me, uh, considering that Lottie is in contention to be our uh, antler queen, and also worth noting, like while Nat is at the cult compound, when she's trying to get into Lottie's like uh, room or quarters, there is antlers on the on the, the quarters building. are in
1: Shauna's van, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> can't lose <laughs> those. Can't lose really them. needs. Yeah.
0: Um. So where do we want to start in terms of breaking on this storyline? Because there's, there's, I mean, there is a lot going on, despite it being a calmer episode.
1: Yeah, do we want to stick in the 90s first and then sure. vault yeah. into the modern day?
0: Let's do it. Um, let's talk Walter. about this this uh, this baby shower that we have uh, where Lottie decides, oh, we need something, which I don't disagree with her. We need something good. We should welcome him, by the way. She is now gendering Shauna's unborn child as a him, right. um, which also made me think something when the birds fall out of the sky and she says these are a gift from him. Who is him? Who who is him, Lottie? Please explain to me who him is, because I'd like to know.
1: Yeah, uh, the cabin man, cabin king. Um, or is it just that like is Lottie thinking that there is this sort of divine power within within Shauna? Um, I mean, Shauna is increasingly—I've been saying this on a, a bunch of these shows—Shauna is increasingly demonstrating herself to be such a fearsome character uh this episode in the modern day specifically is a Mm -hmm. really really intense episode from shauna and it almost felt like you know when she if you want to take her at face value and what she's saying to the guy when she has him at gunpoint of like all i want to do is do this like i'm like i'm convulsing with potential joy and rapture i just want to rapture you off the planet uh and so part of me is like if the hymn is shauna's unborn child grace is there something that's happening where it is Shauna who is starting to be kind of like looked at as this point of worship within the group?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, not that, uh, like we know who the, we seemingly know who the father is right of the baby that it's Jeff from before, from like before she left, but they're also, you know, the, the Lottie stuff is so tied into, I mean, it's, it's spiritual, but I guess this was like, from Laura Lee and her religious aspects and the fact that Lottie sees Laura Lee last week in the present day, although it's a flashback and I just, you know, there's definitely some religious symbology with like a, you know, a, a baby, even if it's not like immaculately conceived. Uh, I do think there is some, some there there in terms of like Shauna carrying somebody who's of some significance Um, You know, I think that that part of me has a little bit of a hesitation about, you know, I thought that I think going to show debuts and it's like there's an antler queen. And obviously there still is an antler queen, but then if we're talking about this like baby boy who's going to be born, and we got the one with no eyes, and we have the cabin guy, there's a little bit of like not that I think this is where we're going, Jess, but like the wild season two, and it's like certainly not as much, but it's like the boy. I'm not interested. the boys. Who cares about the boys? Who cares about the boys? Just see the girls. But I do think there's a lot there with like religious uh, Christianity christianity sure. in particular in terms of a baby being born and and being of some significance here and it does feel like the thing where we that's like probably the mystery that we have the the most um you know there's nothing that's really but we don't know what happens to we don't see it in 98 when they're rescued we don't we, you know in the present day we're not talking about this other child right so i feel like there's a lot here that is that i feel like they're hiding because they're ex- Potentially, it's actually super important.
0: What, What really scares me is when we get this in conjunction with Lottie on the cult compound talking about the queen bee killing the other queens because it has to be done so they don't all starve. And, like, what happens when Lottie has contention for the top spot we've seen now especially in this episode when a hands over this baby blanket to shauna and it has the symbol on it and nat says why'd you do that that's so creepy we don't even know what that means and Lottie says oh i know it's it's, it's i think it's for protection i think it's going to help protect the baby everyone stands up for a misty crystal mari all of them stand up and say we don't know what this is but maybe it is for protection, and to me, it scares me a little bit, especially when Lottie becomes a cult leader, that what happens when someone stands up to Lottie? What happens when someone attempts to take her throne? Um, I'm a little bit concerned for Shauna's baby being that we have seen a decent amount of these characters in the future, but we don't know what happens to that baby. And yeah, she's super happy about it right now, but I don't I do not trust Lottie. The more I see of Lottie, Josh in the, on the cult compound, the more I am absolutely terrified of Lottie because you can hmm. see how she goes from being someone who maybe is trying to be very helpful and, and be a leader so that people have some, some hope people have something to, to rely on people have something to, to dream about and, and not be so fearful, but The cult version of Lottie is not like that, and it very much scares me.
1: That's interesting because I think I am less and less scared of Lottie uh, in the the modern day because I I feel like – I'm if anything I'm scared for Lottie. Uh like I feel like Lottie yeah. is uh losing some speed on her fastball is what it seems like. This is Lottie... what I said
2: this last week of like when you see I said this about Carrie in Succession but it's like when you see the monster in the horror movie and it's totally, like yeah. That's not great graphic effects. Uh not as scary as you once were. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: this is this is why like I'm Especially because, you, you know, we're a little all over the place, but I think so is the show. Like, the show, like, that's the whole point. Like, everything's sort of, like, intersecting. But, like, you know, to, like, to go to the cult compound and bring in some of the imagery there of, like, there's the antler shed what the hell's in there? Uh, but the antlers are very evocative here on yellow jacket. So like a very easy, immediate read there is that Lottie's the antler queen. And that's her, you know, that's like the, have, the queen's suite. Has uh, it did,
2: But we've been, because Sean's going to have this baby and everybody else is here. And you know, when you have like a friend and you're like, that's like uncle Josh, have we been mit- that they're all antler queen? Uh-huh, could be. Uh, yeah. Who is my
1: antler <laughs> queen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, she's, so, so she's got the, she's got the antlers on this like secretly, little nook uh and uh we're not supposed to go in there and figure out what that actually is all about and oh gosh is she you know she's the queen bee herself but the fact that like she can't connect with the queen bee in this vision that she has towards the end of the episode she has this vision of all the bees are dead and she's freaked out and then turns out that the bees are actually fine and so like her view of reality seems to be like um breaking again which is you know a very loaded idea for what has been explored with lottie and her her mental illness on on the show um so i'm i'm curious about about that but i i'm increasingly reading lottie as more of like Uh, like a grand vizier or interpreter. The man behind the the
0: curtain type of thing. She's like the
1: Jafar to the antler queen, I guess. Uh, Like, you know, she is like more like advisor, medium, someone who speaks with the voice of the antler queen, but is not exactly that power. I know I threw out my my insane Jackie take, but I still feel like antler queen as an idea more than an actual person uh, is where I am leaning. But I feel like Lottie being somebody who is, shot calling a lot of these shenanigans uh, from what happens to Travis adult Travis in episode two and her being powerless in the face of that to her here having this sort of moment where she's like, Oh my God, what's happening? This vision of blood with the bees. And then realizing that that's not actually something that's happening. Lottie is revealing herself to me to be somebody who holds fewer answers than I would have expected. I think leaving season one, you enter season two being like, all right, let's get the bad guy on the board it has not borne out that way for me so far.
2: I actually, I totally agree. And part of where I think this theory holds a lot of water for me is when you look back at the start of the show and it's about, you know, Jes- Jessica Rabbit uh, doing some investigating. Yes. And Shauna mm-hmm. and I Ty. I love it. Like, I'm going to go
1: call Jessica. Well, you know who's not going to pick up the phone? <laughs> to- yeah.
2: um, Shauna and Ty in particular being so worried about what might, come of this and there's so much talk um and specifically i take sort of this like crew of four sort of the four adults that we meet in season one who are our entry point into the modern day in shauna ty nat and misty and they all seem like there's points where they're all together right and i feel like there is potential here that the show sort of Introduced us to them, said like, you know, and Shauna's like, nobody can know what we did out there. And like, they set us up with like the pit and cannibalism and, and yet I, you know, it feels like, you know, that we have not seen the worst that is to come of, of what these people will do. And I feel like the show very cleverly, I feel like Pitted Lottie is somebody who might be leading that right. And the, the show has been like, who is the antler queen? Who, who is that going to be? But I definitely, and and you know, it got me that I felt like we came on the preview pod, and just you're like, So we just still don't know who the antler queen is? So like, wait, what? I thought it was Lottie. I thought that was like 100% confirmed. And you're like, No. And as I'm watching the show, I'm like, Well, you're totally right. We have never confirmed who the antler queen is. And I sort of, as I'm watching the show, am most fearful for you to see what young Ty, uh, Shauna, Nat and Misty get up to. We know Misty is part of
0: the cult. Right, she's the only one who we've seen unmasked.
2: Because I feel like there's big potential that they go absolutely wild lottie is actually kind of a voice of reason and this whole like she has a cult in the modern day is essentially because like she might have tried to to have a cult uh there like she's certainly people are following her then but what do some of the people who don't want lottie to be in charge start to do to lottie and her followers uh is sort of a thing that like have the villains been with us the whole time uh in terms of uh shauna misty nat Ty.
0: I think it's certainly possible. I think more and more uh, to, to pivot a little bit into sh- the Shauna of it all. She has popped in in a season two in a way that I we didn't see her in season one where she is actively dangerous and she has done things that are uh, uh, maybe to some unforgivable. And t- to hear that it's possible that she enjoyed what she did, right? Is she saying that? to scare this man that she is holding up at gunpoint? Or is this, as I speculated in my quick uh, recap, is this what she does for fun? Because when she gets the keys, she picks the keys up. And it's almost like, you know, you do that funny trick that people do where they run their hand across their face and changing from like frowning to smiling. It was like quick change into like, thank you and leaves. Like it was insane to me how quickly her demeanor changed. And is this just something that, uh, again, we've seen her kill rabbits in her garden and and kill them and cook them up in a stew. She's doing things repeatedly to almost like uh, she's escalating, is how I would phrase it. Is that she is actively doing things that are dangerous um, and harmful and a bit wild. And is is she doing it because she is bored? Or is this just how Shauna has always been and it's just come out in, in smaller moments. So I'm, I'm most fearful. I think of, of Shauna at this point from what we've seen of her yes. in this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think Shauna's horrifying um, in an awesome way. Mel yes. Linsky is incredible.
0: Killing it. She is killing it.
1: Literally. I'm also deeply, deeply terrified of Misty and I don't want to ignore how terrified of Misty I am. And also like, She's gonna eat her friend and turn her into soup and absorb all of her Broadway powers. That's coming. That's that's soon. I feel like. Um, but Shauna, this has been Shauna. To be honest, yeah, like, this is this what I'm been, saying. It's yeah, there this the whole time. Has been Shauna. Yeah. Uh, and like, so I think like you know this has been Shauna, and I would I would be very curious to go back and and relitigate some of the interactions between Thaisa and Shauna in season one of the adult versions of those characters, and like the level of deference maybe that is paid uh, from from Ty to, to Shauna when she comes and spends the night. Um, but I feel like Shauna's holding a man at gunpoint in this episode twice, two different men at two different instances with the same gun for the same thing. Give me my car back. Um, but she also stabbed a man in the heart and then had that man butchered with her friends. Her friends, like, rallied to her side. So, Grace, I like your idea a lot that, like, the the you know the curtain could get pulled back eventually and it's like shauna is this sort of like revered figure within the yellow jacket circle maybe she is indeed sort of um in some sort uh some sort of form of queen bee territory uh, and what could that turn into the deeper we get into the into the season yeah.
2: yeah and i think there's something to like you know whether or not she'll be a villain per se like i think that part of this is that like you know what happens when you're stuck out in the wilderness like on one hand eating jackie is awful and on the other hand they are starving you know they are you know it's like uh nat does a good job
1: of articulating this part where it's like i'm really sorry for what we did but also i think maybe we will survive the winter so thank you
2: yeah and so there's that and then through that experience shauna has essentially like ptsd or whatever through the experience of doing that and potentially like an avenue in which you never get to explore like you know that like you actually enjoy doing some of the things that you're doing and therefore has like bottled that up for many many years but now it's starting to seep seep out again because like it's such a troubling um experience that they all go through you know so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. it's uh it's fascinating. And especially because Jeff is trying to still, <laughs> he's trying to to understand what went wrong in his marriage that led to this point. And he, he gets really fixated on the strawberry lube of it all. And he thinks that going to Colonial Williamsburg on a spontaneous triple fix things, it's just, but that ain't it. <laughs> your Your wife is seriously troubled. And the fact that reading those journals didn't kind of give him a better inkling on on why she is the way she is is troubling to me as well um but let's let's pivot a little bit more I got, I wanted to I want to talk about Ty because there is there's a lot that happens with Ty this episode in terms of I'm real you know what I gotta give props to Van thank you Van for not just uh falling asleep and letting Van uh, and letting uh Thaisa wander off into the wilderness. I am so happy that she says, if I untie you, will you let me go with you? I was like, Yes, girl. Yeah. Yes, we want to see. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, move yeah. over, Misty and Walter. We have a new investigator around these
1: Van parties. has joined the party. That's yeah. Right. Uh I, I wish though that uh Thaisa just stay asleep a little bit longer, you know. Like he stayed asleep for like just like a couple more questions, just so we can get some of these answers from, from your alt. Um, but it's. I think this is like the promise of clearly Van and this other version of Ty getting connected with each other, getting in touch with each other. And I don't know how you both interpreted this. Um, this scene in the mirror uh, for adult Taisa when she's looking in the mirror, an adult, Ty- which was so unsettling.
2: Someone it said like was- it's when she's it's the it's music? the fact that she's turned around, no. she's leaning back, oh. and the other one is just waiting for her to turn around. The menacing oh, no. look,
0: I like Tawny Cypress. Ten out of ten. Okay, I don't know if anybody ever used to watch America's Next Top Model, but bear with me. They used to do a thing called smizing and it's when you smile with your eyes. Uh-huh. So you'd be covering up your entire face except for your eyes, and you can smile that, with them. The
2: man with the one with no eyes, he's, cannot,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's so bad. But, but,
0: but Tawny is, is a smizing? No, 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 no. She's, like, she's the glizing. opposite. She's the opposite. She's glaring with her eyes. She's glizing. She's glizing. She's glizing. And she can glize to the gods. She, it's amazing. Mm. I can't get over how Tawny Cypress, with a single look, you know she is no longer Thai, And that. Seen the mirror, nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. You know what's very
2: upsetting about it is when the alt just like whispers. Wait, what? Like what did you say? Yeah, <laughs> it's, but it like,
1: was so, so terrifying. So it certainly seems to me that she is mouthing go to her. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh so go to her is what she is saying. And then she does this thing with her face where like she puts her hands up in a in a specific way. And that is very evocative to me of I think I I was trying to see the symbol in it and I wasn't really seeing the symbol. I was seeing um, Van's aesthetic from the Doom coming. So I think that uh, this version of Taisa is clearly telling Thaisa like interrogate Van, like connect with Van, get in touch with Van in whatever form that's going to take. Uh, We see, you know, obviously Van was on the tarmac in the 1998 scene at the start of the season. There's other stuff that you could look around and figure out um, that I feel like there is this connection between Taisa in the wilderness in this version of her that we have seen now van connect to that perhaps van holds the secrets to some of the answers that we're, we're finally hoping to get.
2: Yeah. I think the fact that Ty's alter ego lets van in, right? Talks about the eyeless man, walks her to the symbol, leads me to believe that that will continue. I talked about this idea that potentially whoever gets in charge uh, actually ends up using this version of Taisa, the one who, you know, is it easier to sort of, you know, the way that Ty doesn't remember eating Jackie, is that a useful tool for somebody to say what if I have this person who doesn't remember what they do? Isn't, wouldn't that be pretty great? Cause I'm going to, I know right. I'm going to remember it and I have to live with that on my conscience. Well- and I think van trying to protect her from that being the case, I think could could be could be something, and and I, just the fact that Van is going to have a ton of answers because I think that like we're going to continue to see them potentially night strolling together yeah. as Van learns that like right. oh yeah I can talk to th- I can talk to Ty when she's not Ty.
0: Well, especially because this version of Ty, the one that Marissa and I have been calling Issa, is is very ruthless. Uh, doesn't seem to have a t- a ton of morals in terms of what she's willing to do to get something done right we have literally seen her in my opinion crash a car on purpose to harm thaisa's wife to get her out of the picture to get her out of her way right uh, not
2: dead also simone not dead seemingly not Plus, dead seemingly not dead.
0: Yeah, maybe in a coma issues there right and we see again the symbol used did you possibly for says, protection.
2: the nurse says uh we're not out of the woods yet <laughs> Yeah, uh, a triggering.
0: Um, that nurse is is not hooked into
1: the Yellow Jackets no. mythology, clearly. No. Uh-huh.
0: But I'm i I'm so, really- That nurse
1: probably d- doesn't vote, would be my guess, too. <laughs> yeah, true. I feel like that nurse doesn't participate in elections. Checked out politically, uh, maybe. And in yeah. fact, I think yeah. we should cancel this nurse. <laughs> yeah
0: um but i i'm very curious to see what we get from time moving forward especially i'm really happy they're including more of the eyeless man stuff in season two because it was a huge question mark for me leaving season one so i'm really happy we're diving right into it and we're going to get some relationship between van and isa moving forward i would hope um yeah. but let's let's pivot into <laughs> fbi agents misty and walter some of the comic relief of the episode elijah wood is here He's doing amazing things, Josh. So, yeah. so excited to see him on my screen
1: finally. So just to pull the curtain back a little bit, I'm actually uh, going to be speaking. This is crazy. I'm going to be speaking with Elijah Wood for Vanity Fair uh, about Are this Are you being interrogated by the FBI? I'm nervous. Are you I'm meeting very, him on his houseboat? <laughs> I'm very glad that there's going to be a Zoom call yeah. between me yeah. and Elijah and That's no fun. threats of automatic drills, uh, power saws. Uh, but check that out over at Vanity Fair. Uh, Posturerecaps.com slash Vanity Vanity Fair, will get you to uh, the, uh, the article. Um, but I feel like the, uh, the reveal of Elijah as Walter, it is this sort of late stage arrival of, okay, I think I may have a new favorite storyline. Uh, the, the combination of Elijah Wood and Christina Ricci reuniting many moons after the ice storm here they are together as Walter and Misty, the Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes of Yellowjackets. Yeah, Moriarty is the insinuation Sherlock's insinuation of that is <laughs> so bad. Uh... I don't
2: this is bad, I think. Has does Misty pick up on this? That Moriarty is Sherlock's enemy. Typically, yeah. if you were like proposing an alliance, you might say, I'm looking to be the Watson I'm, like I'm a Watson. But I'm I don't think you could sh- call a, someone
0: else a Watson a to your Sherlock. That's being like you're the Robin to my Batman, right? Yeah. Well he
2: could be self deprecating, but he calls himself Moriarty, which he is could
1: be deferential here but yeah i think that he is not willing to like sort of like take that step back but i feel like yeah the things about the world's greatest detectives grace is that they don't really like to share of the title so they the have threat. to be in opposition
2: he um, also knows that she's down and i don't her story is not super great i feel like misty typically like kind of surprises us with like how actually on it she is and this one uh right she says actually um I know Adam's mom and he had addiction issues and I don't want her to have to go through all this, which you would think that if he's closer to figuring out who killed Adam, that is somewhat of a relief for Adam's mom to like be like, oh, it was actually this murder. Not that he was an addict. So I don't. this was not a great lie, I think, for Misty. But boy, if it's not uh, quite the uh, enticing storyline, it's so fun the Bluetooth speaker uh, as like, he's repeating it. And it's very fun that Randy is being interviewed because of course he's not going to catch on that. Like sometimes Walter is just saying the exact things that Misty is saying. And that doesn't make any sense when he's just like international waters. He's like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Randy, Randy, it's very, very fun. Uh, This is perfect casting to have uh, a bit of a foil slash romantic interest for Mm -hmm. Misty. I
0: love it. I'm really happy because I haven't, While it was really wonderful when Misty and Nat bounced off of each other just because of how different they are. Uh, the the true uh, the true companionship that Misty and Walter seemingly like just they have this chemistry where when he goes back in the bathroom after she she tells him to smack Randy and he's like what are you talking about she's like you have to smack him I saw him force someone to eat a frog at lunch um uh, you have to smack him and he's like okay this is my lawyer's information if you need it and he's totally down to go back out and smack Randy twice and then threaten him with a bone saw it is hysterical. This is the most I laughed in this episode with these scenes. And I I was happy to have it because obviously the show can get really heavy. And so you kind of do need a little bit of levity here and there. And I think Misty and Walter are going to be our levity throughout this season, while also providing the amazing kind of pivot and uh, interweaving of these storylines that we're gonna need, where eventually they're probably gonna end up at the cult compound. Which also, my question is, why is Nat still here? Is she trapped here? Is she allowed she to leave? Get, she she was,
1: couldn't. Uh, she was. It was too late the other night. And well, but now uh, was the daytime. And now, like she seems like maybe she's like, oh, the
2: smoothie. I did see she was drinking a smoothie. Yeah, the smoothie.
1: No, yeah. so she's really wearing good.
0: purple at one point. Like yeah. when she's about to be in the share circle, she is wearing a purple article of clothing. I'm getting nervous.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you got to imagine that. Natalie having survived the wilderness and being one of the people who is here in the present day uh, and somebody who does not seem to really believe in any of like the, the like the really out there supernatural aspects of this thing that in order to have survived that situation, she would have either had to have just been like so extremely armed and dangerous that no one would approach. And we know that she's at least armed and dangerous, but to what degree or good enough at blending in um and so part of me wonders as she's trying to get to the bottom of what's going on is it just like easier to stay with the devil you know and like get deeper into the belly of this beast and see if she can't like sort of like catch the queen bee slipping on some honey? you know like i feel like that that is that seems to me to be something that's going on with net while simultaneously like if we're trying to like achieve some measure of character growth or change here with Natalie that some of what's actually happening here with like some of these therapeutic pra- uh, practices at the end of the episode uh will uh, with nicole mainz's character like is this actually going to like draw out some you know vulnerability in in natalie the deeper we go along here but i think like natalie being paired with a like natalie the cynic being paired with a believer whether it was misty believes in like the like there's some some fishiness going on here and i will be the person who gives you like my crackpot charlie day theories and that's not really natalie's vibe or here also not natalie's vibe is like i'm telling you there's some weird shenanigans going like spiritual things that you need to be looking at that's not natalie's vibe either i think this is always a a really good pairing for her as a character and um i don't know i think there's there's probably reasons she has for sticking around and then, like, reasons she knows and reasons she's not as in tune with, but reasons all. Yeah.
2: Time. I think, I think, uh, Nicole Main's character, Lisa, I do think this moment where she's given a fork and she drops it and then she hugs, uh, Nat, mm-hmm. I do think is like, you know, this is kind of like what you're talking about. I think there's a lot of juice to squeeze here. Let's not forget. A, that. a
1: quick note to remind myself on the Versus podcast this week to say fork off. Fork uh, off. so just put that down in my yeah.
2: Um, Nat has addiction issues and this is you know potentially you know well like somebody you would say this is actually not a great place to 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 be but maybe also it is a good place to to be and to find some of the stuff that she has not had for a long time uh in her life I think in terms of just like connecting with people talking to to people um so yeah I think that there's something to that that like is Nat trying to pretend like i just got to figure out what's going on here while also gaining some of the effects of what you know lottie is doing and again i go back to that idea of like th- maybe lottie isn't the bad person maybe this like cult actually is like good maybe it's not a cult maybe it's like actually working uh for for people people are getting things out of it so i think that that's very very interesting and be very fun when you know potentially eventually we see So, you know, uh, whether it's Misty and Walter, whoever else find this compound and be like, come on. And she's like, well, actually, no, there actually is some good parts of this. And people being like, you're just being like the idea of like people being lured into a cult that's not actually a cult is like kind of fun.
0: I think I think the more important significance of it is is the character Lisa and her part in all of this, given that this is the third episode we've seen her in. She's played a really important role in in us learning about the cult and us establishing, we established this episode that she is someone that lets people walk all over her. And uh, I think that that is quickly going to change. I feel like Lottie plus Nat are going to empower her to stick up for herself. And she's going to play an important role in either um, taking down Lottie or, or helping Nat escape or something like that. She just feels like a very important character, especially when we get the one-on-one moment with her and Nat. Where she knows, and she she does call Lottie Charlotte, which I do want to point out. It's yeah. very interesting to me that Lottie does not go by Lottie. I mean, obviously, Lottie feels like a little bit of like a, oh, I'm a kid and, you know, you call me Billy, but now I'm an adult and I want to go by William type of thing. Um, but... She knows that Charlotte slash Lottie keeps her cabin uh, locked. You can't get in. She very quickly uh, murders a a chicken, very like decapitates it very quickly, just swift swing of the ax, which then (laughs) of course Nat says, uh, you should watch your hands when you're swinging an ax that, you know, don't close, don't chop a, a chicken's head off that close to your hand. But I do think that the, the big thing we're going to get from the cult is is lisa and her importance as a character just because we've seen her now three times she feels like someone who especially when we think about the fact that she makes lottie smoothies could she slip a little something Mm. into there possibly um i think there's something there in the future with her josh
1: yeah i'm not sure i think um i i think that there's like You know, we don't we don't know what what life was like for Lottie. I mean, we really don't know what life was like for any of them, really. Uh, At least we didn't see it uh, on their return home. Uh, And so like what changed for for Lottie on the other side of the wilderness that kind of gets her up back into this sort of well to do place where I'm Charlotte, you know, at this point in time. Um, does make it easy that she is the Charlotte uh, of this cast if we're trying to map everybody onto a sex in the city archetype, though. So, <laughs> uh uh-huh. that is helpful. Perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's talk about Coach Ben. Um, he they do some weird editing stuff here, Grace, where it's almost like a TV static we get when he mm. is kind of flashing back. To his times with Paul, I assumed, and I could be completely wrong, I assumed the first part of what we saw with Coach Ben and Paul actually did happen, where he invites him to move in. He says, you promised back at the holidays, it's now May, Uh, why aren't you moving in yet? And he breaks things off with Ben, and then I assumed that what happened thereafter, where we see Ben... uh, Missed the flight for the Yellow Jackets Nationals. And then we see the news, the news uh story about how the yeah. plane is is not been found. I assume that was just obviously in in his like, oh, I wish this is what would have would have happened there.
2: That was my reading as well. I can't tell if this, you know, the stuff that we got about Lottie and Travis uh, earlier in the present day of Lottie trying to uh being there when when Travis dies and seeing Laura Lee and all of this stuff and the button not working um that's the button you know that part isn't true it's that she sees laura lee that like prevents her from like use, doing the crane and we talked a lot just you talked about how uh, like yeah you'd be a little upset with yellow jackets if like it does seem like they give us like a pretty hard like these seem true scenes of like when we see it we don't have an indication that it's false whereas in this moment i think we do sort of have evidence to know that this is a fake scene that we're seeing, but they're definitely playing around with a lot. I mean, the show plays around with time and reality, and, and reality yeah, and yeah. memory all the time. But I, I think I'm with you, and I, i honestly, I think to your point about like is Ben Soup, um, you know, moving forward. I do read most of this, uh, and, and specifically the hallucination of imagining what if he didn't get on the plane, what if he didn't go to nationals, as sort of. Hey, what could have been for Ben before he's about to die? I think I probably very soon.
0: Yeah. When, when I first started, when I saw a Ben flashback, I'm like, oh man, he's gonna totally, die. Yeah.
1: totally. I, I like, I was preparing myself because the cannibalism moment happening at the end of episode 2 happening so much quicker than i would have expected coming into season 2 yeah. that now i have sort of these like momentum expectations of yellow jacket season 2 to a to a degree that i spent the entirety of this being like all right well final scene will be coach ben biting the bullet um that's not what's happened yet And I'm glad because I really like the character a lot. I think that he represents an important perspective in a lot of different ways on the show. Um, Not the least of which is that he is like the one who seems to be almost like the most horrified by what this has turned into. And I think also is the one who has that lived in perspective as somebody who has put like, three decades and change onto planet earth to be able to look around at this situation and look down at his own body and be like, I'm next. Like, you know, he knows, he knows where this is going. I think, I think that that is like a big part of this like catatonic state is he is, um, you know, he's like, it's grace. It's like he's on death row is sort of the, like the vibe, and it's really depressing. But I think, um, it's, you know, uh, a really, a really great, um, I think as depressing as it, as it ultimately is, I think for Steven Kruger who plays Ben, like I think it's a really great acting opportunity. I hope we get to draw this out for a little while longer, but I would yeah. be astonished if we leave this season and he's still alive
2: I totally agree I will say like we have Ty and van uh, as an LGBTQ couple um, we now have uh I love that the show has cast Nicole Mans, who is a transgender actress but is not that's not a story plot at all uh, uh Lisa just is there uh I, you know there's part of me that's like you know a little disappointed in terms of like season one is like I, I think we've always felt like Ben is someone who's on the board to potentially die and and so he's an lgbtq character and like that is great but then also you know and this is not kill your gaze trope but like you get you you know you just start to worry and and think or whatever and we obviously get that story where like misty is is into him and, and and he eventually like you know and i you know that that was what it was i like that we've sort of moved past it that doesn't feel like the impetus for killing him and actually what i really love about the way that the representation of ben in this series is as we're living in a time where there is like a ton of anti-LGBTU legislation happening. Um, And although Ben is alive in the 90s being an LGBT, like a gay man, I kind of love that his story is like, I just wanted the simplest little life with my boyfriend. That's all I wanted. If I just didn't get on the frigging plane, I could have had this like little, you know, happy little life where he gives me a key and I move in and I'm an idiot that I didn't take the key and then we broke up, you know? So I just really, I just really appreciate that in terms of a story that's being told that I think, and I actually think, it's better as well just in terms of like the way it's all laid out that it's actually that stuff doesn't come in the moment in the same episode that he dies because i think i yeah. again i like the fact that it, they just put it in there cuz like they want to give ben a story and 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 you know whatever it's, You know, what ultimately will happen to him, which I think we all have similar ideas. The show has shocked us many times before. So we could see that it does not go the way of him just like being eaten. And in fact, as he is a man who wonders whether he's going to be eaten, um, he does seem like a a nice guy. I, I don't know whether I would say that, like, wow, how nice of him to like offer himself up to be eaten or like no, he's dying and starve and be eaten uh, but does he do something you know right. to make sure he cannot be like is that the way you want to go out oh, I don't know so anyway I just think like uh, very appreciative of what this this show sort of the LGBTQ content that they're putting mm-hmm. on our screen so that was very sweet and very sad that he's like I wish I just didn't get on the plane you know
0: yeah I was happy that because I, I think a lot of times whenever we see like a spike in visibility whether it's on a scripted television show or on unscripted TV a lot of times we think oh it's a boot episode it's their killed off episode Episode, right they're getting a spike in visibility they're gone I, I agree with you Grace I'm happy that we were I was proved wrong that that isn't what was happening this episode and that even if we do lose Ben down the line at the very least we did get this right we we got he has a storyline and the fact that his storyline is so in opposition to the entire rest of the crew he is with is really fascinating and I hope they have a little bit more time to explore it at the very it's ironic
2: least. that Ben might get kind of two boot episodes because he only has one
0: leg
1: oh, 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 oh man <laughs>
0: oh man <laughs> um but that's our that's our episode there is still so much Do we have any presents about.
1: that we uh, should have brought for the baby shower is there anything that we should have the uh, strangest baby shower ever
0: what did van give it's like just a- to make a pptp so like so the a- p doesn't
2: go in your face when you're changing a baby boy is that right yep
0: yep
1: mm-hmm. pptp hmm.
0: uh, there's so a terrifying babe. mobile that looks like it would stab someone Misty
2: performing Steel Magnolias is pretty great.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's great. She was
0: really good.
1: Is there any uh, narrative resonance there in Steel Magnolias? Is it a bunch of people like mourning the loss of their friend? Well, uh, like... Ask, like yeah, so like, isn't that's... it weird that
2: she just uh, like is singing a song about like the death of
1: a daughter? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah, great. It's probably like I don't know. Uh, that's like. Uh, connor doing leonard cohen at karaoke yeah. i guess i, I heard some great
2: theories uh you could discuss this uh more uh, on your episode with marissa but like is the fact that like there's like some theater people like is is this who like comes up with the ritualistic like nature of like uh i i could put together Listen, the set piece for the antler queen crystal you know? <laughs> i think i was just gonna
1: say i got so, my eyes
0: on crystal so
1: crystal has really uh shown herself here as somebody to watch, and I think it's clear, crystal clear, in fact, oh, uh, that she will hey. she will be eaten. Uh, but what I also think is maybe she's gonna love that, uh, she loves like, putting on a show. You know, yeah. Like she that talks about
0: could... eating her twin in utero and how she That's thinks right. about it when she yes. performs.
1: Yes, and so, and so like how much of crystal does Misty carry with her and all of that stuff. So. Um, there were a lot of really fascinating conversations that, yeah, I think when you and Marissa do the deep dive, Jess, t- pay very close attention to that Misty and Crystal dialogue. Yeah. I think I'm also there is a part of me that has had in my head is Crystal there mm. is Crystal here is Crystal real or is Crystal part of Misty. Have well, we seen Crystal interacting yes.
0: directly Mari. with the other
1: people? Okay.
0: Mari. She has had a conversation with Mari when uh, Crystal says something to Mari and she's like, ugh, <laughs> there's two of you now. Uh, so th- she has spoken to other Yellow
1: Jackets. Okay. 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 So she's not, a, it's not a Tyler Durden situation, but I've been wondering like, okay. Uh, but I think that it will be a, uh, yeah. I do think that we're going to get like Christy. Uh, and, and that's not like I'm shipping them. It's that Misty will eat crystal and become. Mm-hmm. Her. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. She'll be that much stronger. Yeah. Uh, so if you do have any theories and you want to send them in, please do so. Pusharecaps.com slash buzz, buzz, buzz is our feedback form. Uh, so Marissa and I are going to be copping on later the, this week to discuss, do a, a deep dive. Into this episode and talk all theories and stuff. So make sure you send those in. Of course, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, potion recaps.com slash yellow jackets. Of course, you can also search yellow jackets, poster recaps in your podcatcher of choice. If you want to become a patron, patreon.com slash post show recaps. Help us keep the lights on. Join our patron discord. Chat your theories, chat what you're liking about these episodes. Um, and if you want to hear more from us, you could find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. Josh, what about you?
1: I'm at Round Howard, wherever you can find me.
0: And Grace?
1: Uh, you can find me
2: at from Grace.
0: And that will wrap us up for this week. We will be talking a season two, episode four next week. Until then, a leggy boom boom down.